it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. In This League presents the NFL Draft Prospect Podcast. You like that? You like that? In This War Room. Hug it, chug it, football. Here's your host, Scott Bogman. Welcome back to the War Room, everybody. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined, as always, by CK at C-O-P-I-E-P-S on the Twitter machine, for CK today on the show, we're going to be talking about the last two divisions that we need to cover right before free agency here, the AFC South and AFC West and a couple news and notes, big ones, perhaps pertaining to your team as we're recording the CK, the Aaron, as the Aaron Rodgers turns, the sweepstakes is, uh, you know, in full throat here. So, um, let's just start with Aaron Rodgers, CK and dive in. So, what we know right now is that he's been in meetings with the Jets. Obviously, this is not tampering because the, the Packers have allowed him to talk to the Jets, which usually means that compensation has already been agreed upon should uh, something happen here. So your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers potentially moving to the Jets? Do you think it happens? And is it probably going to be done before this comes out? I think it will happen at this point. I think he's more than likely going to suit up for the Jets this year. The compensation package that we're hearing is the Jets want the Packers want one first round pick. And then if he plays another year, another pick, I don't know what the value of that would be, but I don't think they're going to get this year. I think the Jets really want to keep his 13. They have, I don't think they're going to get that pick from him. I think it'll probably be next year's first. I don't think they're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers with a faulty offensive line. I think that they're going to try to keep that pick and then use it on an offensive tackle and go from there. As for the Packers, it's full steam ahead with Jordan Love. This is why he was brought in for the eventual replacement. And we go and see what he's got here. So, you know, Jordan Love, to remind you guys, drafted what year was that? 2018 in the first round or 2019? Joe Burrow year. I got to figure out. Out of 2019, I believe. Then Utah State, um, you know, uh, combo guy. Can throw the ball, can run a little bit as well. Uh, he's had, I don't know how many, three or four starts in the NFL uh, for, you know, filling in at the end of the year and a couple times when Aaron Rodgers was hurt. So, um, you know, I don't know, hasn't shown a lot. I know that the Packers fans that I've talked to, particularly Pat Fitzmorris on the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Pod, not the biggest fans of Jordan Love. I think he, at this point, I would say he's probably, at least for fantasy, underrated because the mm -hmm. Packers fans don't like him that much. But if he's going to get a full year, I don't know. This guy could be pretty interesting. 
Well, he certainly has the dual threat aspect. Because when he came out, the easy comparison that everybody made always was Colin Kaepernick, which is yeah. probably unfair. That's that's a pretty high-end. He was the original real yeah. high-end rushing option because I'm not sure he can run like that. But I think he could easily put out 500 rushing yards out on the field on top of being a capable quarterback. So, yeah, for fantasy purposes, I think Jordan Love's probably a top 15 to 20, somewhere in there, type of quarterback. Yeah, if he's going to start every day, uh, mm-hmm. I think so. You know, not a not a QB one coming out, but uh, you know, a high, a high upside end, QB two. Yeah, high upside QB two. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, the ceiling should be uh, pretty large for him. Do Let's you like also Aaron Rodgers and do you like Aaron Rodgers in New York? For yeah, I, I think I like Aaron Rodgers pretty much wherever he goes, and there's great targets in New York, obviously with Wilson and Davis and. Uh, you know, got Brees Hall coming back out of the backfield. They have their one-two punch with Hall and Carter as well. Zonovan Knight filled in uh, very well as well. So, you know, the big problem with that team is making sure the offensive line is going to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. And like you said, that would probably be the main reason why they wouldn't want to trade that first pick this year because you're going to add, you know, whoever it is, a big tackle, Skaronsky maybe to play guard or, uh, you know, Broderick Jones or Darnell Wright or whoever it is, they're going to take a big offensive lineman to help keep him upright. Hopefully they'll get Becton back. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but that has been a mess so far. But Elijah Vera Tucker coming back too. So we should see improvements on the line, uh, regardless of who's quarterbacking the Jets. But if it's Aaron Rodgers, you know, and you're going to trade all this stuff for him, you want to keep him on his feet. So uh, that's the big question for him moving forward. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, too, here. Got the franchise tag, but also it is a non-exclusive rights that we talked about last week where he can sign, and if the Ravens decide not to match a sheet, they get two first-round picks, or they could match the sheet and then negotiate with the team for more than the two first round picks if they wanted, or just flat out keep Lamar. I, we talked about this in the ITL group me room a little bit CK. And I said, how is this not collusion where the Ravens or the uh, Raiders, Panthers, Falcons, uh, you know, all these quarterback needy teams came out and said they have no interest in Lamar Jackson. What the hell are you talking about? Like, I don't understand that at all. Um, I understand not wanting to pay him, but at least try to negotiate with him and get something. I guess the rumor that was um, that came down right before we fired up was New England possibly has some interest, which is very interesting. I talked about that with Pat, and he said they haven't had a – I think he said Steve Grogan was the last mobile QB that they've had because they went from Bledsoe to Brady to Mac, you know, so it's uh, it's been fairly stiff. Uh, behind center in uh, New England, but uh, what do you think about Lamar from, you know, uh, you know, going from Baltimore potentially to New England and all these teams saying they're out on him? I just think that's eye rolling. It makes very little sense why all these teams, he is easily better than, especially with the way the Falcons moved on from Mariota. It just makes way too much sense for him to go to Atlanta, but they say they're not interested, but he wants the 250 million with that much guaranteed because of Deshaun Watson. And it seems to me like the owners have pretty much said they're drawing the line in the sand here. And they're saying Cleveland, you messed up giving Deshaun Watson that much money. And now we're starting to try to work back the amount of dollars that we're being handing out to quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson and 
because we're going to talk about some other. We talked about Joe Burrow getting one of these contracts. We're going to talk about Justin Herbert today. He's going to get in line for one of these things pretty soon, too. So they're trying to reset the market for quarterbacks. And unfortunately for Lamar, it sounds like he's the one who's dealing with it first. I don't know about New England. It would be such a it would be so different from what we've seen him run. I think that if I'm picking it right now, I still think maybe Miami. I think Miami, if depending on what Tua does, Miami is still interesting. I think Lamar has always sort of indicated that he would like to go there. So that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. I mean, Miami, can you imagine Lamar and Tyreek Hill and Shalen Waddle like that? um, That becomes a ridiculous offense, especially if they add a running back. Good Lord. Um, That looks amazing. Not amazing, but at least we have a spot. Derek Carr ends up with the Saints. So I don't know. Uh, you know, it's middle line, I guess, probably lower end a QB2 uh for Derek Carr. I'd rather have Jordan Love. I'd say that pretty easily. Um uh, a lot of the memes have been going around because the Raiders lost like 24 zip to the Saints. It's like, what from this game did the Saints see out of Derek Carr to say we gotta go get him? But He's an upgrade over Andy Dalton. And I know Andy Dalton, you know, played well last year, whatever. But when you're asking him to only throw the ball five yards downfield every time, he should play well. He's a veteran, right? Mm-hmm. So he was okay. But you knew you were never going to win games because of Andy Dalton. I think Derek Carr can bring a little more to this offense. Not going to make it explosive. This isn't adding Lamar, but um, it is an upgrade, I think. Currently, he's probably the best quarterback in the NFC South, which is saying very little, but (laughs) he's probably the best quarterback in that division. But the weapons around him are going to be a downgrade, which is not something that we're used to saying with the Saints from the Raiders. But Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended, so we don't really know who they're going to use at running back. I don't have any faith anymore in Michael Thomas. Now, Chris Olave is awesome, but he's not Devontae Adams anymore. Michael Thomas void contract anyway. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. So they don't have a whole lot of weapons. Yeah. I would much prefer Jordan love at least with the rushing upside and the upside in general, than what Derek Carr is going to offer in new Orleans. Yeah. It's not great. So um, a couple other uh, notes before we hit some rumors and stuff, Joe Mixon's in trouble, man, you know, uh, some nasty stuff went on there. He's probably going to be released anyway. Uh, Danny dollars now uh, is not Danny dimes. Uh, Danny, Danny got paid. So Danny dollars got paid. That means Saquon got the franchise tag. Uh, there was a rumor stirring that, that Brady might come back or is potentially on the fence again about coming back. I don't know. Maybe he just needed, uh, you know, a couple months off just to shut everything down and now he misses it. And then the franchise tags got placed. We got, um, Obviously, Lamar got the non-exclusive one, but Saquon, because Danny Dollars is paid, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Evan Ingram, and Deron Payne, all uh, franchised here. So your thoughts on a couple of those other issues in some of these uh, franchise guys? Saquon also got the non-exclusive franchise. He got the same one that Lamar got, so teams can negotiate with him. But we said all along, you you pay Daniel Jones, and then you figure out if you can keep Saquon, and that's what they did. So we, right. we called that Smart. one right. Yeah, it's exactly smart. Now, the five-year or four-year 160, it's a little high, but it's the going rate of a quarterback, I guess, nowadays. Uh, the, the franchise tags all pretty much made sense to me. The Joe Mixon stuff is, is the Nasty. stuff that you're reading about him right now is kind of uh, 
frightening like what what if any of that comes out to be true so yeah i think this we talked about where were they going to get money to pay joe burrow well joe mixon sort of made it a little easier on the cincinnati front office by doing yeah. this because now it's just okay well you have to go and at this point i don't i don't know about joe mixon's value it's hard to imagine him playing in the league next year if some of this stuff comes out as being true right and and i think they can get out from under that contract without mm-hmm. paying him too so that may be a nice uh, even bigger salary relief for the Bengals. Uh, if Joe Mixon ends up gone, you know, uh, not from the NFL, but from society. So we'll see. Uh, but um, yeah, Nash, Jamar Chase had some bad. I mean, I don't really want to substantiate the, the Jamar Chase stuff because that looks like it's could be something completely different and, you know, weird. That so. one's a that one seems like a rumor right now with his girlfriend yeah. kind of just. And maybe there's something true to it. That was kind of how the Trevor Power stuff started with with a girl with a rumor. So that could be something. That's and true. It could be nothing, right? Maybe she's. Uh, we had to wait on that one. Someone said she too. did it. Yeah, someone said said she did it last year too, and I don't oh. remember any of that from last year. So I don't know. Uh, that doesn't seem. It's not good. We know no. that. No. Uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, Evan Ingram, I guess, was a little surprising. They wanted to pay him, especially with all of the good. Uh, tight ends in this class the free agent class is bad though like Evan Ingram definitely would have got paid because Schultz and Ingram and that was pretty much it I mean it's Mike Gesicki and uh, a couple other guys but yeah it was uh it was fairly easy to to see why they did it I just that's paying him a lot and Jerome Payne I don't know Jerome Payne is is a he's a good defensive tackle I just don't think he was deserving of the franchise tag so I was a little surprised that Washington uh, locked him up too, especially with all the quarterback issues they had. I'd rather spend my money elsewhere, but you know, uh, Montez sweat, chase young, uh, Jonathan Allen, like you need to, you need, that's the best part of your team. So I understand trying to keep it, um, you know, all wrapped up here. So uh, any other rumors you wanted to hit uh, before we talk about some of the, the draft stuff and then go over to these teams. Well, we had one more quarterback signed. Gino resigned with Seattle. Gino's back in Seattle three years and 105 so that one we also said and I read into that contract a little bit there's a it's basically a two-year contract with a void year in there so I once again I don't think this precludes the Seahawks from if they do fall in love with one of those quarterbacks at pick five I don't think this is just signing Gino to three years does not preclude them from taking that but now we're at pick five maybe there's not even going to be the the top four might be gone I know (laughs) that's how we're getting to here they're talking about the Cardinals trading out now too. So, um, you know, and, and that like, that would make sense to why some of these teams aren't in on, on Lamar, you know, um, Houston, we know is getting one. The Colts are getting one at four, but the Panthers and Raiders like Raiders. Why are the Raiders not in on Lamar? That makes no sense to me at all. You have the seventh pick you have cap, uh, they have like 40 million, I think somewhere in that neighborhood of, of cap space. Like you can make it work. It doesn't make a lot of sense for me for the Raiders not to go after him. So I don't know, uh, j- just some weird stuff. What happened? What else out there that we need to talk about? Some of the releases just to create some cap space here as we get to free agency. We, we talked about the Vikings having a pretty rough cap situation. They released Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen's rumored to be on the way out. And now I see it's Smith right before we came on is, I mentioned I thought Cedarius Smith would be gone. Apparently, he yeah. requested a release, and the Vikings say they're weird. they're not going to do it. But we'll see there because I don't know about that one. The Titans, you called Tut Bud Dupree. You thought maybe he'd be going back to Pittsburgh. He was released. They needed to get money. Chiefs and Frank Clark. That one surprised me. I did not see Frank Clark getting released. 
That one was tough because both I think both sides want to work it, right? Mm -hmm. And I would not be shocked to see Clark go back to Kansas City uh, after this. They just couldn't get it done before the deadline, and uh, he ended up needing to be cut. So, um, you know, uh, I, I think I would say it's 50-50 right now that he ends up back with the Chiefs, So, which is, you know, in free agency when you're testing the market is pretty big. Um, but, I mean, the guy at this point is ring chasing and um it's a good you spot know, to do what, it <laughs> yeah it's a great spot to do it and they like him so mm -hmm. i i think he'll be back i think they'll figure it out they just need to dance around that cap a little bit so he's gonna at least be a, a fish in the pond to be caught so we'll see what about byron jones because byron jones put up some weird thing on i think it was instagram a few weeks ago it was like basically without saying it it sounded like he was going to retire and then the dolphins released him i i've said i thought he played pretty poor i mean he was injured and the secondary of the dolphins looked poor at times last year but i think that someone will probably take a chance on him if he truly wants to play i am not convinced that he actually wants to keep playing football right now yeah you know i think this is also you know um a little bit of a younger generation at least you know for me i just turned 40 i'm never gonna be a guy that goes on instagram or twitter and posts like my deep emotional feelings on there or anything and that's kind of what we get from from the newer generation here. You know, the TikToks and the uh, the reels and who they're following and unfollowing on Twitter and all of that nonsense. That's stories now. So um, this is where we are getting some of the news, and that is what we're getting uh, from Byron Jones. So we'll see. I mean, you know, how many times did Keyshawn Boutte take LSU off and then put everything back on. And we heard about that all season in college football. So uh, some of this stuff is a little bit eye rolling and attention seeking. So a couple more Shaq Griffin got released by the Jags. We'll talk about them today. The Cardinals released chosen Anderson, which formerly was Robbie Anderson and is now chosen Anderson, which is strange. And then the Buccaneers released Donovan Smith. I think that one's probably the most impactful because he's started at left tackle for a long time for Buccaneers. I know there was a report that they're interested in moving Tristan Wirfs from his dominant right side to at least try him at the left side. Yeah. I mean, if you can get Wirfs to play on the left, like he does on the right, that'd be incredible. So, uh, and it's also, you know, you're, you had a statue last year in Tom Brady. We all know Tom Brady's not mobile anymore, but Trask might be an even bigger statue than Tom Brady. Like the dude does not move those feet. He is big and lumbering. You know, there's no Ben Roethlisberger in him that at least that I saw where he's going to take off and run for a first down just because he can uh, or any of that stuff. Now he's big. He can run over a dude. Uh, you know, QB sneak would be great for him. His frame is massive. He is built like an O-lineman, but um, it's not that's it, not his game. So uh, to see Smith go right before Trask gets uh, a chance is a little dicey. So, yeah, he's more Philip we'll Rivers see. than Ben Roethlisberger in the pocket back there, which is yeah. not good if you're playing with a bad O-line. Just a couple of draft news quick here. So Andrew mm -hmm. Voorhees at the Combine yeah. on the last day, the interior lineman for USC, tore his ACL last year. It was David Ojabo. His was an Achilles. When these guys get hurt, it stinks. But tore his ACL. And then he still put, did the bench press and actually put up the most reps, what which is amazing. Badass, that is amazing. Yeah, on one yeah. leg to put up 38 reps is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you're not using your legs crazy, but you, you got to plant mm -hmm. on those. And, and uh, for him to do that was just nuts. For him to even participate in it was crazy. So 
Uh, hopefully, I think Ojabo hurt himself at a pro day. Hopefully, none of no more of that crap. Uh, let's. Uh, I mean, just let let these kids get off to, you know, a good start in their first year in the NFL. So that sucks for Voorhees, but he's still going to get drafted. So yeah, he probably goes from a day two guy to a day three guy, which I think stinks. So but yeah. somebody will still draft him. The other one, the other injury was, do you remember at the Senior Bowl, Marte Mop, who got called up from I think it was actually the NFL PA Bowl that called him up to the Senior Bowl. He's kind of a linebacker safety hybrid. Surprisingly, not invited to the combine, but. In his workout this week, there's a report that he tore his pectoral muscle. That might not lead to him being drafted at all, which is too bad because those those are also pretty brutal injuries to have. So hopefully we hear good news about him, but I'm not entirely convinced that he will get drafted anymore. Yeah, um, uh, we'll see what happens with these guys. And Chuck Clark got traded. Clark got uh, traded. We didn't even mention that. I think that's such a um, uh, I think that's such an underrated move by the the jets here because chuck clark called plays for baltimore which is why when they drafted kyle hamilton they didn't want to trade chuck clark last year uh but roquan can call plays now they said they have marcus williams and kyle hamilton so chuck clark was kind of the odd man out i think it's a great landing spot for a young defense um and really fills a hole for the jets too we mentioned it that, that, that they did need an extra safety and it just caught what was that trade was it a seventh round pick Seventh round pick. Yeah, I think Chuck Clark, I said, I think LaMarcus Joyner already indicated he's planning to retire. You just slide Chuck Clark into LaMarcus Joyner's spot, and that's a really good secondary with Chuck Clark. My sauce Gardner there. Who knows what they're going to do with Michael Carter? I think he's still going to stick around. So, yeah, it's a it's a good team. That's a very underratedly good move for the Jets here as they look to probably add a quarterback and compete in the AFC East. <laughs> I wonder, uh, so if Aaron Rodgers goes there, do you think they just keep Zach Wilson on the roster? Do you think they try to trade him for, would you trade Zach Wilson for like a fifth round pick right now? If you're the Jets? If a team, what team is giving you a fifth round pick for Zach Wilson? That's my question. The Raiders. Sure. Then I guess I would do it because you still have, uh, Strevler, I think, is still under contract, and I know that's not saying a whole lot, but I take my chances on that fifth round pick. Zach Wilson is never going to be successful in New York at this point. I'd be right. shocked, right? So you take that fifth round pick, and if you find a quarterback, uh, Jay Kaner, right? If he's there in the fifth sure. round, I'd rather have Jay Kaner at this point than Zach Wilson if I'm the Jets. Yeah, uh, the reason I said the Raiders, I'm just thinking about a team with cap space and a QB mm -hmm. need. So you know, uh, I we expect them to draft someone, but. Um, you know, they have a little space. He they could be can a backup like Sam Darnold was, right? He could yeah. be a backup where Sam Darnold has a chance. And then I don't know if Zach Wilson's completely never going to show anything in the NFL, but he's never going to show anything in New York would be my feelings at this point. Yeah, I think he's worn out as welcome there. They they don't want him. So uh, we'll see what happens. And they said, Mike, you know, uh, Robert Sala said uh, he wants Mike White back on the roster too. So Mike White could easily come in there and back up. But like you said, if you're just looking at exchanging, you're saving money by getting rid of a, you know, top four pick uh, in the draft. And, um, you know, you, you, there's plenty of guys you can find to back up Aaron Rodgers if you do end up with him. But uh, all right, well, that wraps it up for news and stuff from around the league. So let's get in to some more of these team needs. And we start out in the AFC South with a team with a ton of needs, the Houston Texans, number one, they do have 26 and a half mil in cap space. They have the second overall pick. They also have the 12th overall pick from that a Watson deal. They have their two and their three. They have a four. They have a five and they have four, six round picks and a seventh. So, um, but looking at this team, obviously they're going to be drafting their new uh, starter at quarterback. 
move down to running back. Uh, depth behind Pierce is a big need because it went from like Pierce to Rex Burkhead real quick last year. So just some depth behind him. Um, wide receiver is a big need. Cooks has gone after this year. Is Mechie going to do stuff? Obviously, he had the lymphoma. So we're on the fence with him. Uh, so we need some some bodies in there. At tight end, are we good to go with Jordan and Tegan Quitarno? I, I just don't know. I, I I don't think so. So I think tight end is a pretty big need. You're going to keep hearing this for the Texans, by the way. Um, offensive line, the left guard and center were graded as the worst starters in the league. So obviously another huge upgrade here at guard and center is on the docket. Um, Malik Collins is the only decent starter on the interior of the defensive line. They need one more starter and depth edge. They need depth behind Hughes and uh, uh, Grenard linebacker, probably going to stick with Kirksey and Harris, but they were both real bad last year. I think linebacker for a team that is in a complete rebuild like this is probably lower on the totem pole. If you can get like a really good one that calls plays great. I don't know if there's that guy in this draft though. Uh, slot corner is a big need with Tavier Thomas being a free agent. Uh, Desmond King could take over a full-time spot and they got to replace uh, Jonathan Owens at safety who played well for IDP, but graded out really terribly uh, for the Texans. So it's hard to put all of these needs in order, CK, but <laughs> let's go with starting quarterback. Number one, obviously everybody knows that mm -hmm. I would say two to me, is interior of the defensive line. Like you got to get, look what the Lions did with their rebuild. They built from the line out, which is traditionally what you do. So let's start there at interior of the defensive line, get a center that is just decent. Uh, that, that would be great for them. Um, a wide receiver, give whoever this quarterback is a target safety. They need real bad. They need left guard competition for green because you mentioned it. You were surprised that he went in the first round. I'm surprised any Aggies going the first round ever, but he was bad. He was the worst graded guard according to PFF. So they at least maybe we see that big jump from him and he plays decent in his second year. Um, and they, I I'm assuming the plan is still for him to start, but you got to bring in someone to compete with him at least, you know, get a veteran something uh, linebacker tight end. And then edge depth is what I have for Houston. So, when you look at the Texans, it's hard to suss out. This is still a bad roster with a new coaching staff, but, um, you know, NFL, not for long. You can make these changes quick. Is, is this, do you think this is the right order? Would you upgrade or downgrade anything? I think the only real strength of this team is maybe the secondary, but if you told me with pick 12, they took almost any other position, I'd say, yep, that makes sense <laughs> because they're just, it's a very, very thin roster that is lacking. Uh, Definitely on both lines, right? Both the lines. We just talk about how that's how you win in the NFL. You need a strong O-line. You need a strong D-line. This team was dead last in EPA per play, dead last in rushing defense. So they were had the worst offense in, in respect and the worst defense in some respects. You, the only players that you feel confident. I was surprised at how much PFF hates Jalen Petrie because I thought Jalen Petrie played great this year, and he graded out terribly. So it's that tough because he me. was in between positions too. So mm -hmm. it's tough to give him a real fair grade, but yeah, also they're on the field too much, too many three and outs, mm -hmm. probably dragging ass by the third and fourth quarter. So, you know, probably let up some big plays also. Well, this is Nick Cazario's big year, right? It's the GM of the 
Texans. He's this will be yeah. year three, and now you have seven picks inside the top 150, I believe. Yeah, quarterback is where it starts. I'd probably put interior of the offensive line second, and then interior of the D line. But I mean, that's splitting hairs. You you couldn't you can't really go wrong in either of those picks. I don't think wide receiver is a need. I. I think, like you said, we don't know what we're getting out of John Mechie. If John Mechie comes back and is what we thought he could be, that that could fill at least the Brandon Cooks leaving. You still need to add another one, but at least that could fill there. And you have to figure out what you're going to do with Laramie Tunsil too, because his he's up for an extension after this year too. You had to figure out if you're going to extend him or do you move him and get even more draft capital because that's yeah. going to be a question next year. Yeah, I mean, Tunsil was the 11th out of 81 rated tackle, so he was great. Uh, AJ Khan was 26 out of 77 guards. He was great too, but I mean, dead last on those other pieces. And Titus Howard was right at league average, uh, along the right side. So, uh, you can make a big improvement with, with guys like, you know, when you have Pierce, if you add somebody else, there's a lot of good running backs that are free agents. It doesn't all have to be through the draft. So, uh, but if you can add another back and improve that old line enough, you could be a run heavy team with, uh, you know, Bryce young or whoever your QB is and, and uh, see where it goes from there. But yeah, uh, a lot to ask for, uh, for this squad. So let's go over now to the Indianapolis Colts who have 4.6 mil in cap space. They have the fourth overall pick and the 35th overall pick, which would be their first in the second. Uh, they got the 79th overall pick in the third round from Washington. In the one seal, they have their fourth, their fifth, no sixth, and a seventh. Uh, at quarterback, obviously, draft one is the answer there. At running back, they're solid. JT is good. Wide receiver, uh, Doolin and Campbell are both gone, so they need a slot option. You have the two big guys in Pittman and Pierce, but they need some speed. They need to take... Uh, the top off the defense, and they need a slot option there. A tight end is good. They have a million of them. Uh, offensive line, they're good at tackle. Will Fries could use some competition at right guard, so we'll see what they do there. Interior of the defensive line could use a little depth. Uh, edge, uh, Kitty, Pay, uh, Kitty Pay and Adenigbo are the only edge rushers on the roster, so we're going to need uh, some depth there. Linebacker, they're good. They've been good for a while. A cornerback, Kenny Moore graded out terribly, so they could use maybe another slot corner option. Lots in this draft class. Uh, safety, are we going with Nick Cross and Julian Blackman? Uh, McLeod was their best safety, and he's an unrestricted free agent is the big question there. They need a kicker and a punter. Obviously had some uh, issues with special teams last year, uh, the Colts. So for them, uh, CK, I've got quarterback as obviously the biggest need. Edge, slot corner, also slot corner. Right guard, interior defensive line depth. So I don't know why I put slot corner on there twice, but yeah, they need uh, they need some help on the line, and really, the roster isn't terrible. But when you don't have a quarterback and you have bad coaching, like they had uh, last year with specifically when Jeff Saturday took over for Frank Reich, I don't know why Reich got fired, but um, Saturday was bad, quarterback play was bad, and it all starts there, and everything else is kind of um eye rolling but what, what do you see when you look at the Colts I think it starts even higher I think mean, I think it goes all the way up to the ownership on this team and it's been doing it for a <laughs> while where it starts with Jim Ursay just needs to step back and let his trust his guys to do it and yeah I think they're probably two quarterbacks away because you're talking about 4.6 million I know that they eat 18 million in dead cap if they cut Matt Ryan but they still save 17 because right now his cap number is 35 so that's another 17 saved 
I think Nick Foles is probably released. I think Nick Foles was really only there because of the fact that they had Frank Reich. Yep. So I think they might be a young quarterback and an older quarterback away. I don't I know you're a Sam Ellinger guy, bud, but I didn't I was not impressed. Yeah, he was bad. So I think they probably go back and get a veteran for a bridge and whether it's Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, that they have to take a quarterback. They cannot keep doing the one year veteran thing anymore. On the edge, I don't know. I know that they have two edge rushers on the roster. You mentioned Quiddy Pay and Odenic Bow. They traded for Yannick and Gakwe last offseason. Are you going to pay him? I'd, are we nah. paying Yannick and Gakwe to stay? I think they let him go, which yeah. makes that trade look poor too. And then do we know what the deal is with Shaq Leonard and his nerve issues? I have not I, seen I just a assume Shaq thing. Leonard's gone. Uh, so oh. they have uh, Zay or. Um, Zaire Franklin and Shaq Leonard because Okereke is gone. That's what it was. So I guess I, I just flipped those guys. But, yeah, I mean, you're you're right. That's a big question. Um, so that could be a big need, too, if if uh, Shaq is just done. Yeah, well, that's that's the question that I have at linebacker. Because, yeah, Bobby Go back Rodriguez. to being Darius. Do that. <laughs> it's confusing, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about more Shaqs today, too. So, yeah, Kenny Moore. <laughs> I think Kenny Moore gets cut. I think Kenny Moore, that's another $7.5 million. So this team can make money like to get under the cap, but it's another team. They're they're a quarterback away. You can't waste the years you get out of Jonathan Taylor. So when if you're ranking the actual needs, quarterback, edge, and I would just put – I would add linebacker on there. Until, but if we hear that Shaq Leonard's good, then then that's probably good, too. Yeah, that that's – uh Big needs, big mm-hmm. needs for the Colts. Roster is better, though. I would say that roster is way better than Houston's, but that's not saying a lot. I would agree with that. Uh, um, let's go to Jacksonville. They got 13 mil in cap space. They have their first, second, third. They got an extra fourth from Tampa Bay. They got an extra six from Philly, and they have Carolina seventh for LaVisca. Uh, obviously, they're good at quarterback for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, at running back, I think they could use a grinder. I like ETN, and I know fantasy, you know, this is mainly a fantasy show. Everyone's like, what are you talking about, Bogman? We don't want anyone in there with Jacksonville. I agree. I don't. Like, if they spend a seventh-round pick on, like, Mo Ibrahim, I'm great. That is awesome. Whatever. You know, but looking logically at this roster, you need you need a between-the-tackles guy. You need your tank Bigsby, right? Uh, you, you need a, a thick boy. That, that's what you need uh, to, to earn those hard yards so ETN doesn't have to do the dirty work, which uh, could make him more explosive, specifically late in the game. Um, at wide receiver, Ridley just got reinstated, so they could use a little depth with Marvin Jones as a free agent, but pretty solid there, adding Ridley. Uh, tight end, uh, the franchise, Evan Ingram, they need some backups because Chris Manhurts was the second guy. He's also a UFA. On the offensive line, Tawan Taylor's a UFA. Walker Little needs competition if he is supposed to just plug and play. Uh, Fortner was bad as a starting center last year, so they could use a center. Interior of the defensive line is good. The starters are strong, but they need depth. Gossis and Corey Peters, both free agents. On the edge, obviously, they have Allen and Trayvon Walker, one of the best combos in the league. But Arden Key was a big part of what they did last year, and he's a UFA, and so is Dwan Smoot, uh, Dwayne Smoot. So he's gone. At linebacker, they're good. They got all their guys last year. Cornerback, obviously, with Shaq Griffin gone. Now they need some depth. Tyson Campbell was great last year. I think he was a top 10 corner, according to PFF, uh, seventh. Yeah, but Darius Williams was 61. Shaq was the worst out of those guys. Trey Herndon, also a free agent, was bad. He's gone too, so they're going to need some depth. Um, 
Then we have safety. Jenkins had some good games, had some bad games, and was pretty bad overall. So need some competition for him at strong safety. So uh, for Jacksonville, it was tight end I had, but they franchise Evan Ingram, so we got that. Right tackle, center. Um, I almost said shortstop. Too much baseball. A strong safety, edge depth, interior defensive line depth, and corner depth. So depth on the defense along with the safety, and then the rest is really offensive line. And maybe an RB. I think, yeah, I think I'd prioritize the secondary. You can't, they can win the AFC South with the secondary they currently have. You can't beat a team like Cincinnati. They're not going to be able to hang with the Chiefs probably Yeah. with the secondary they currently have. Now, Tyson Campbell's amazing, but beyond that, it was pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah. I think they, I think they need some secondary help. You mentioned the edge. They have the two great ones. Arden Key is going to get paid a lot of money. I, don't, I think yeah. kind of low key was awesome this year. And Smoot tore his, I want to say it was his Achilles with like two weeks left in the year. So right Man. as he's about to hit free agency, that sucks for him. But yeah, I mean, the offense is great. That's They came, had that big comeback win. Sure, you could use a little bit of depth on the O-line, but I think it's a, it's a defensive thing, right? They got to work on their defense if they're going to start to compete beyond just winning the AFC South, which is pretty likely going forward because it's a pretty poor division <laughs> other than them but yeah to compete with the really good teams in the afc i think you need to you need to improve what was a pretty poor passing defense at times last year yeah R- rough uh and still the best team by a decent oh, amount but easily. secondary like you just don't want to be the team that plays point for point now mm-hmm. with especially with kansas city and buffalo and cincinnati all the teams you just mentioned that are uh you know high grinding teams like this is a team that you know if you're playing a team with good defense like new england you could probably outscore them playing pittsburgh with a good defense you could probably outscore them but you are not going point for point especially with that defense against the big dogs in the afc so that needs to improve uh tennessee uh they got eight million cap space they have their first second and third they don't have a fourth they have a fifth, two six. They got uh, still getting one from Atlanta for Julio. Uh, that that was you know going back uh, to them and a seventh rounder. They have. Um, I guess we're sticking with Tannehill. So um, and I I guess we're sticking with Tannehill mainly because Malik is not ready, and he showed himself to be not ready last year. And they brought in Josh Dobbs and let him start, which was. Real bad, not a death blow to Malik Willis in his uh, fantasy value, but it was not good. You know, it makes him a very tradable asset uh, trade to trade for uh, at this point. But um, yeah, so I guess we're sticking with Tanny. Uh, running back, they need a pass catching slash third down guy with Hilliard gone. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry's the guy until the wheels fall off. But, uh, you know, just need something to give him a little bit of a breather. Um, they already have uh, Haskins, who they drafted last year, Hassan Haskins, who will be the guy should anything happen to Henry as the grinder, but they need a, a B. A wide receiver, they need a lot of help at wideout. I mean, Burks uh, got hurt, Kyle Phillips and, and Racy McMath and Reggie Roberson. The, those are the guys left on the roster after cutting Robert Wood. So, um, and Nick Westbrook Akina is a free agent as well. So lots of need at wide receiver at tight end. A is a great receiving option, but they're losing both Hooper and Jeff Swaim as unrestricted free agents. So they need a blocking tight end, which is why I mentioned last week with Darnell Washington going crazy. Maybe looking at number 11 Darnell, not looking like a bad option for Tennessee there when you need a receiving and blocking options. The offensive line was disgusting. 
last <laughs> year. Both starting guards are gone. Uh, the tackles were terrible. I mean, outside of center, we need a reset in Tennessee on the offensive line. So lots of help there. Um, interior of the defensive line, Simmons is great, but they need a space eater. They need someone to take up uh, some space, you know, and make it so you can move Simmons to the edge on third downs, which is what they like to do. So a lot like Chris Jones uh, in Kansas City. So um, need some stuff there. Uh, the edge rushers, I mean, Autry's kind of a, tweener obviously they do a lot of three four uh dupree is he got cut landry harold landry's coming off the acl surgery so they just need some depth along the edge there um maybe a starter too uh linebacker david long jr is a free agent they cut cunningham one of the worst sparts uh i would say the titans linebackers are one of the worst units in the nfl so they need a lot of help there mm -hmm. uh they really do uh corners I mean, they still need corners, but they keep spending these first-round draft picks on corners and not working out. I mean, uh, the guys that they have taken recently, it's just almost eye-rolling when you see some of these dudes. Roger McCreary, McCreary yeah. you know, Christian Fulton. They drafted Caleb Fairley, Elijah Molden. These are high picks that have not worked out. Uh, Christian Fulton was 63 of 118, so right, you know, just below league average. Roger McCreary rated 69 out of 118. Nice, but not good. Um, you know, barely getting paid more than any of these guys has barely seen the field. So they need to start, you know, it's great that you're spending the capital, but you got to start hitting on these. So for the Titans this is a team with a lot of needs, CK. I mean, safety Bayard and hooker are there, but Adams and Kalu are UFAs too. So, um, him, this team perpetually needs a kicker, but offensive tackles guards fix the O line. That is number one seed for me. Uh, linebacker, like I said, one of the worst units in the league. Lots of work at linebacker, which has got to just make Vrabel so frustrated because he played linebacker. Um, blocking tight end, wide receiver, interior of the defensive line, corner, and safety depth. So there, you look at this team, and Tennessee is quietly trash. They, was, they are bad right I was going to say, it's it's – a worse roster, I think, than Houston. I, which is a Ooh. testament to how good Mike Vrabel is. I think it's the worst roster in this division, and it's low key like an awful situation. They have terrible cap situation going in. They had to to get to where they at. They had to cut Lewin and Robert Woods. And That's Dupree. why we all thought it made sense to cut uh, Tanny. Yep. You know, Tannehill uh, at thirty five. A lot of money. But... Save him eighteen million. But they're they're. I guess they're going with Tannehill. But he's a thirty five year old quarterback. You have Malik that looked terrible at times. I hope for more there there's rumors that they're trying to trade derrick henry I, here's the deal you can trade him because his value is never going to be higher but where does he, where does it go from there i mean how bad does this get then yeah i mean you sink to the bottom you, mm -hmm. you trade derrick henry and this might be the worst team in the nfl you're tanking for caleb williams is what you're doing in that case that, yeah that's what you're doing if you're going to trade derrick henry you're tanking for caleb williams it's possible they do that i'm not saying it's because they're not going to win either that's the thing you keep derrick henry you're not winning you're not going to win this division trade derrick henry draft Bijan at 11 and stick caleb williams with them next year oh let's go man let's go <laughs> all day Can you, i would love to see Bijan. like if you're going to trade derrick henry i would love to see Bijan here just because yeah. you know you're going to get the ball 25 times, he would probably be a top five overall pick in fantasy. Because I would just Willis know that he's worked get the ball. out either. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if they weren't taking for Caleb and Willis worked out, think of RPOs with Malik Willis and Bijan. 
that's pretty sick to think of. That is pretty sick. So, it's it's a really we bad found team. a spot for Bijan if Derrick Henry goes. There we so go. Maybe it is Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons and a lot of question marks is what this team is right now. And it's sad, but I, I do. I think Houston's a better team than this, and it's a testament to how good Mike Vrabel is as a coach because this is a lousy roster right now. Yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah, the, you know, inside out. This is uh, this is not a rebuild, but it's as close as you can get to a rebuild without being a rebuild because you still have some stars, uh, but, you know, it, it's very limited. It's Derrick Henry, it's Jeffrey Simmons, and Bayard. Like, it's That's nobody funny. else. That's probably it. So, um, speaking of sad, let's go to the AFC West and go to the Denver Broncos, who obviously will be enjoying their new head coach, Sean Payton. We'll see how good of a coach he is as well. Right. But, uh, they got about 8.6 in cap space. They don't have a pick until 67. This was from the Colts in a pick exchange last year. They also have their pick at 68 and then they have their fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, but no picks in the first two rounds as of now. Um, quarterback, we're all in on Russ, so we can make fun of Russ and say he took him to week 14 to throw as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms in his house and all that goofy stuff, but this is the bed they've made, and they, they have to lie in it, so you know, Russ is the guy. Uh, Javante is coming off the ACL. We heard he's a little behind schedule, too, already, mm -hmm. which is not great, and we also have Murray, Boone, Mack all as UFAs, so they're going to need some depth at running back, it, it becomes kind of a need for them. Um, wide receiver, they're good. There's rumors about Sutton or Judy being traded, which probably get them into the second round uh, in terms of draft picks if they do deal one of those guys. But it's like this is your main strength, and you're dealing from it is just weird to me. Um, tight end, they need a blocking tight end. They have Albert O and Greg Dolkich on the roster, and that is going to, I mean, think about all of the coaches that, Albert O has gone through in Denver already, right? A staff that loved him, a staff that hated him, and now a staff that will have to give him a shot. They'll have to give him and Dolkich at least have those guys compete. So we'll see what ends up at the tight end spot. Um, the offensive line, um, top three snap percentage guys, uh, as far as tackles are gone, Bolas is coming off the broken leg. Uh, left guard, Reisner is a UFA, and the center play was bad. So a lot of help on the O-line. Uh, the interior defensive line, the uh, depth behind for selling Jones edge is probably their biggest need outside of that O line. Gregory's old uh, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, Baron Browning uh, were incredibly inconsistent. I mean, I think Baron Browning had like one of the best rated games in the history of PFF, right? Uh, that, that mm -hmm. Thursday night game, I believe it was like right after they traded Von Miller too. like, um, he, he's just going or, uh, whoever it was, he's just going crazy. Um, and then he just disappeared. We didn't hear from him again after that, uh, made some big plays, but not didn't stack them up a uh, linebacker. They need someone next to Jewel. Singleton and Griffith are both UFA, so that's a pretty big need for them as well. Corner, they're good. I think they're going to cut Darby uh, to save $9 million. Um, at safety, Jackson is a UFA. Stearns could replace him. So for the Broncos, offensive tackle, the biggest thing. You have all this money invested in Russ. You want to run a lot with Javante, too, so you got to get a tackle. Um, edge rushers, you know, this is like we we're talking about with the Titans and one of the worst groups at linebacker. This could be one of the worst at edge rushers uh, for the Broncos. 
they need a left guard. They need linebackers blocking tight end and RB depth are the biggest things that they need here. But um, yeah, Broncos Broncos kind of coming in a tough spot. A lot could be fixed. This isn't a, a bad roster. This isn't like the Titans that we just talked about or the Texans. It's not bad, but they have big holes to fill here. Yeah, this isn't a bad roster. This is just a roster that has clear flaws in it and they need to fill them and they don't have the capital to do it because they invested so much in Russ and now Sean Payton to be their quarterback makes it or coach, excuse me. It makes it hard to fill those holes, right? So yeah, I don't know if they're going to keep Dalton Reisner. You mentioned him, but Quinn Miners is one of the better guards in the league. But other than that, their offensive line is it's bad and they're losing some of the players that they had. And that's kind of been the Russ thing his whole career, whether it was in Seattle and now Denver, he just tends to send have bad offensive lines. It's not an excuse for how Russ played this year. It was bad. I can't. You can't just say that the offensive line was the problem. Yeah, Fleming was good. You know, Fleming played a lot at right tackle. He was rated twenty nine. And he's uh, a Turner he's was a tackle top. though, or he's a he's an off free agent, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. Turner and Anderson. Any guy that played last year is a free agent. Bolus is the only guy that they have. Uh, Garrett Bowles, uh, and he's getting paid seventeen mil, but he's coming off that broken leg that kept him out for over half the season. So it's like you got a rusty guy who's good. But rusty guy coming back, what are you doing on that right side? You know, and they don't have a lot of money to spend and they don't have a pick in the first two rounds. So uh, that's going to be a difficult spot to fill. You know, uh, when you don't have money and you don't have assets, it's not great. They have so much money invested in certain players that just are not working out. Graham Glasgow is the is the backup at center. He's getting paid 14 million. And then then there's that Randy Gregory contract. You mentioned that 16 yeah. million to be a rotational edge rusher at this point who's not particularly he's getting old not particularly good Bram Browning you mentioned him he's actually he was a linebacker who they turned into an edge which can work yeah. that that you can get you can get Micah Parsons right he's a linebacker turned into an edge <laughs> rusher but that is not Baron Browning that did not work out and Alex Singleton was low-key awesome for them I think he had he was good 160 yeah. tackles or something this year he but... rated as a top 10 linebacker that's awesome. So, yeah. Top. He just kind of filled in as a real injury replacement and came in and had a season like that. But now he's a free agent and he's going to leave. And they and have. Not, he's going to get paid too. Someone's yes, paying. He is. So. Yes, he is. So, what is what would you say is the strength of this team? I, the wide receivers, Judy and Sutton, are, I think are, are solid. You have Hamler on that roster too. Obviously, they've been hurt. Um, you know, but I would say, you know, Tim Patrick coming off injury too, like. I like Montreal Washington who they drafted last year. So like, I think that's the strength and they've talked about, you know, if they traded Cortland Sutton and they took a late pick and made whoever pay, cause he's going to get paid 18 million this year. If they traded Sutton and made someone pay for him, that frees up a lot of money that they can go spend on bigger needs. So I think Sutton is your first, if you want to the salary cap relief, you trade Sutton for a low pick. If you want to deal from your strength, and get back into the draft, you trade Judy to get a second or a low end first or something. You know, I think that would be how they did that dancing. But uh, that's, you know, it's all Sean Payton now. So good luck, bud. You know, yeah. we'll see what happens. Because, you know, uh, Sean Payton, as a guy who's had Michael Thomas experience and you know, going <laughs> further back, Marcus Colston, I'm sure he's not looking forward to trading Cortland Sutton because I'm sure he's thinking, oh, I can turn this into something. This is Marcus Colston 2.0 if I really want to get going here. But, but yeah, that's a, it's an, it can, this team can be competitive next year. It just takes a few things to break for him. Russ has to play much better. Yes, That's the biggest thing. And maybe, you know, maybe Hackett being gone and 
hopefully Sean Payton humbling Russell Wilson a little bit. He doesn't get his own coaches. You don't get your own office. Get the hell out of here with all that <laughs> nonsense. You're a part of the team. You're not bigger than everybody else. So be part of the team. You know what I mean? I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think Russell is getting a little big for his britches. I mean, he's the nicest guy, like just, just a good dude that everybody asses on because he's a corn corn ball or whatever, but still, has the potential to be a good QB. So uh, let's go over to the champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, eight and a half mil under the cap right now. They have a first, second, third. Um, they have an extra fourth, still getting that from the Tyreek deal from Miami, a fifth, no sixth, and a seventh. Um, they need a backup quarterback to Patrick. Uh, Henny and Bouchelle are both UFAs. Uh, running back, uh, Pacheco's the lead guy now. CH may be traded or cut. I could see either one going down. Jarek McKinnon, I would assume that he resigns there, but he was pretty good at the end. Someone may want to trade him or, or pay him. So uh, we'll see. Wide receiver, if they get Juju back, they're probably still looking for a big target because MVS just ain't cutting it. Um, a tight end, they're obviously good. Offensive line, they didn't. Franchise Orlando Brown and Wiley is a UFA. Yang or Kennard could start on one side. But, I mean, they need an offensive tackle. That turns in their biggest need by not franchising Orlando Brown. He could still come back. I mean, a lot of players want to sign with the Chiefs because you have a good shot at getting a ring. It's a fun offense. You're playing with Mahomes, all that good stuff. But we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, Interior of the defensive line, they need depth. Kalen Saunders and Derek Nottie are gone. um, So they need a little bit of a rotation at the most rotated spot in the league. Edge, cheaper deal for Clark. We'll see if they can get him back. Dunlap has gone too, so it's like Karloftis and nobody. So uh, they're going to need a little help there. At linebacker, they're good. Got it stacked up. One of the better units in the league. Corner, Sneed and McDuffie are great, but they need another boundary corner, so that's another big need for them. At safety, Thornhill is a UFA, but because they've been so good, they drafted Brian Cook last year. He should step right into that spot. So... You know, the champs have some needs. Offensive tackle being the biggest one. Uh, edge rushers, big boundary corner, interior of the defensive line, probably safety depth, a big wide out, and a backup QB is what the Chiefs need. You're going to get a lot of these filled out in free agency, but um, the draft is going to be big for them like it is for everybody. But uh, Chiefs are, you know, it's hard to find the holes. It's really at left tackle right now with Brown being gone. Yeah, I was... I was surprised they didn't franchise Orlando Brown again, that you could do it the second year. I thought they would do it, but now I'm sure he's, I would put the, I said everybody, I'd put the betting odds as a bear, but that's partially because they have a lot of money. And so, and that's a big need for them. But yeah, I think offensive tackle, you're paying Patrick Mahomes that much money and he's your reason you win all these games. So you gotta, you gotta find offensive tackles to support him beyond that. You mentioned wide receiver. I think, I think they do bring Juju back, but yeah, they need, they have so many receivers that are very much the same. I think Michael Hardman leaves because he's redundant with Sky Moore, but I think they probably need to get something in there. I'm sure backup quarterback will just be Chad Henney. I think Chad Henney is going to be a chief for as long as he wants to be at this point. And then, yeah, it's Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill has been actually really good for the Chiefs, yeah. kind of kind of underratedly good for them. But, yeah, you're right. They This is a team that plans ahead. So they went ahead and filled that need possibly already last year with the drafting of Brian Cook in the I think it was the second round they got him. So, it's a really good team. It's still going to be a good team. They're going to be one of the favorites again, but yeah, you need to figure out that offensive line. You got to get those tackles set or else 
you don't want Patrick Mahomes getting knocked down too much. They only gave up three sacks the entire postseason. So that, that's how you win. And that one of them was terrible because that, you know, obviously uh, made Mahomes mm-hmm. gimpy. But uh, yeah, I mean, and this is what happens whenever a team pays a quarterback is the, the boat starts leaking a little bit, you know, a little hole here, a little hole there, you know, so we'll see what ends up happening. But the Chiefs are obviously one of the best franchises in the league. Uh, the Raiders, Las Vegas, they got 39 and a half mil in cap space. So plenty of room. They also got plenty of draft picks. They got the seventh overall, 38th overall in the second, the 70th overall in the third, a fourth. They got uh extra fifth for Brian Edwards. They got uh six from Dallas. They don't have their own, but they have uh, Dallas is six. They have an extra two extra sevenths from AZ for Mullen and Stidham. So they have, they have some stuff here. Um, quarterback, obviously the biggest need, not a shocker there. Uh, so figure it out. Um, they franchised Josh Jacobs. They took white last year. So they're good at running back wide receivers draft a vet and sign one is what I have for whiteouts. Cause, um, you know, obviously, uh, you have one of the best in the league in, um, Devonte Adams, but Renfro coming off entry didn't look great. Uh, Matt Collins was good, but he's gone. So, um, just sign a vet and then draft one, get some competition in there. A tight end, Foster Moreau was the main blocking tight end, and he's gone, so they need a blocking tight end. Obviously, Darren Waller is the receiving option there. Offensive line, they need a starting right guard with bars as a UFA. He was also terrible, but uh, that that's a big, big need for them. Offensive line did improve a lot last year, though. One of the worst, they look like Tennessee did in 2022, uh, in, in 21. The, the Raiders did. They were terrible, but they had a big improvement there, so it's not as bad as... Uh, people think the interior of the defensive line, they got lots of needs. Uh, they should resign Andrew Billings. He was great for them, but they still need other better options. So interior of the defensive line is a pretty solid need for them at edge. They need depth behind Crosby and Jones. And I thought maybe Chandler Jones was going to be a cap casualty, but he, they saves him no money to cut him this year. So he's going to be on the roster again. Um, linebacker, biggest hole on the team. Probably they could use a number one. Obviously they tried to do the Blake Martinez deal last year and he retired to go sell Pokemon cards or whatever he's doing, whatever nonsense that is or whatever, you know, uh, use your brain and not your body. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diablo and Masterson could rotate, but they need a number one real bad, uh, corner. The only corner that was better than average Rocky sin and he's gone. So another one of their big needs. Harmon was great, but he's a UFA at safety. So uh, defense needs more than the offense, and the offense needs a ton. So obviously, the quarterback is the biggest need here. I got linebacker as two, corner as three, right guard as four, then safety, interior, the defensive line, wide receiver, and pretty much depth across the board for this team. So another rough roster, but a tweak here, a tweak there. Uh, some, you know, good coaching. This is a team that's been on the borderline of the playoffs the last couple of years in last year out this year. So, uh, they're, they could stay knocking on the door if things break the right way, but got to get a QB. Yeah. It comes down to, they need a QB and I, I think they would love to get CJ Stroud, but I don't think they're going to be able to sit at seven and get him anymore. I don't think that's going to happen. So they're going to have to make a move or you're going to go out and get Jimmy G like you said, Lamar would make all the sense in the world for this team, but they don't apparently are not interested. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But if you just look at your team needs, you've got linebacker corner, interior line and safety. So the defense is broken. And that's, that's what I would say is every spot on this defense is thin. 
even if you go with edge, you mentioned Chandler Jones. He's got to play better. Chandler Jones getting 19 million has to play better because Max Crosby is a force on one side. I think he had half the team's 27 sacks were Max Crosby alone. So the rest of the team, if, if he's taking that much pressure off of you, Chandler Jones for what they're paying him needs to be better than that. And so, yeah, the defense is, and most, many of their better defenders, you mentioned Rocky Sin, he's going to get paid again now because 27, I think he is at this point, coming off of a pretty good year, going to go out and get paid. And I don't know if the Raiders could do that if they wanted to pay him. Deron Harmon's getting up there in age, but he's easily their best safety. So the defense is is not good enough to win right now to beat a team like the Chiefs is the problem. You got to go point have. for point and you don't have a quarterback on the roster, right? Exactly. So like you have Jacobs, you have Waller, you have Adams. You have good pieces. The offensive line much better last year. So this is this team is not they're a quarterback and a defense away. You know, like we mm-hmm. like to say a team's a quarterback away. The Jets are a quarterback away, right? Right. Yeah. The Raiders are a quarterback and a defense away. They need a lot of help on defense yeah. as well. So it's going to be a little bit. So draft a guy to grow with. Don't sign a vet. Uh, or, you know, I guess maybe don't get Lamar because he's he's a vet, but uh, you could also, you know you could win some games with Lamar. So I think it's ridiculous that they're not going after him, but you know, not our money to spend. Um, Let's go down to the last team here and talk about the Los Angeles chargers with 23.4 mil over going to have to do a little adjusting. I think they have just all their own draft picks one through seven, 21st, 54, 85th, and then four, five, six, seven Um, quarterback. Obviously they're good. Need to pay Justin Herbert, but they're good running back. I don't know if they're good, but I do know you cannot spend any more picks on running back, right? Like you paid Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller are the guys that you drafted. You can't, they're bad at drafting. They didn't draft Eckler either. They signed him. So they're bad at drafting running backs right now. So this has to be just something that they shelf. It Uh, it has to be a, it has to be a plan. Cause like you said, I don't know what the, Josh Kelly is does not seem like your typical backup to Austin Eckler, right? Isaiah Spiller at least made sense, I thought, but then he got hurt right away. So yeah, I don't think I don't think you can spend another early pick on a running back if you're the Chargers. Yeah. So they just, you know, and sign someone. There's plenty of free agents. Uh wide receiver, they have three, but no depth with Guyton and Carter as UFA. So they need some wide receiver depth at tight end. They need depth behind Everett or they need a starter if they're going to cut Everett. He seems like an obvious cut uh, to get under the cap here. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening with Gerald Everett. Offensive line, Slater will be back from a biceps tear, but they need competition for Filer at right guard. He was bad. Interior of the defensive line, they spent money on it and it didn't work. So another big need. You know, just a couple misses. It looked They spent a lot of money in free agency last year and it did not work for them. At edge, they need depth behind injury-prone Bosa and Khalil Mack, who's getting a little long in the tooth. At linebacker, uh, Drew Tranquil was their best one, and he's a UFA, so that might be their biggest need at linebacker. At corner, uh, Mike Davis, probably a cap casualty, so they would need a boundary and a slot guy. And is JT Woods good enough to take over for Nasir Adderley, who's a UFA at safety is a big question. So, uh, and they need a punter, but uh linebacker is the biggest hole here. And it's been the biggest hole. They tried to fill it with Kenneth Murray. Didn't work. Uh, tried to, you know, sign a couple other guys has not worked. Didn't work. Um, interior, the defensive line. I mean, they spent a ton of money 
on Austin Jones and Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, these guys, you know, are making nine million, nine for Joseph Day, nine and a half for Austin Johnson. And they were awful last year. 80 out of 126, 96 out of 126 grades, just not winning a lot of battles. Morgan Fox was their best, and he's a UFA. So, you know, big need uh, for the Chargers along the line. They spent money on J.C. Jackson, and he was god-awful. Didn't even play enough to get a grade. Asante Samuel's great. I mean, he's still on his rookie deal. That's great, but you pay J.C. Jackson's getting $17 million, and he was awful. So you can just roll some of these together, right? So you have 17 for (laughs) J.C. Jackson. Joey Bosa got $31 million, and... I know how amazing he is, right? I I do, but it was not a groin again. It's he's yeah. just not playing. And then yeah, and then you put the 18 million that they had invested. That's 70 million dollars on four guys that basically did nothing for you all year. 58 million dollars is on the defensive line this year. But just between Bosa and Mac. Mac is making mm-hmm. 27.4, Bosa is making 31. That's the two biggest contracts. And then you mentioned the the I'll, on the interior of that line, you got Austin Joseph and Sebastian Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph Day getting another 18 to be bad. So this team has huge contracts on players that are massively underachieving for them right now. And it's going to hurt them because, like you said, we're in the time where guess who's available now to get an extension is Justin Herbert. And he's going to want to yeah. get paid. He is the next one that comes up to the Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. How much money am I going to get question? And it's going to be a lot. Yeah, and they're going to have to make cuts. Mm -hmm. Like, Jackson may have to go. I mean, you can get rid of both of those tackles next year. Draft one this year, draft another next year, and get rid of both those guys making money. But what are you going to do at edge? You're going to have to cut Khalil Mack. You're going to have to cut Khalil Mack, even if you don't want to, to get, I think you saved $20 X after this year on Khalil Mack, to try to make money, because you can't, we see what's going on with Lamar in, in Baltimore. You can't let Justin Herbert go. They just brought in... Kellen Moore to be the new offensive coordinator here. There was a lot of complaints. Was it? I forget which Lombardi it was. One of the many Lombardis in the NFL was the last (laughs) offensive coordinator. And the complaints were that I think Justin Herbert was dead. He had the most attempts, but was dead last in yards per attempt. He just, it was so many dump passes. So they brought in Kellen Moore to try to force the ball down the field. They don't exactly have the wide receivers to do that. They really need a field stretcher. Keenan Allen's great, but it's an underneath option. Mike Williams is also hurt a lot. He's dealt with a bajillion. Uh, Keenan Allen's dealt with injuries, right? I'm not even mentioning that. So all <laughs> these guys, and then Rashawn Slater was hurt all last year. So what sir. they need is a new medical staff That's because right. this is also the team that punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung, <laughs> right? Like you see all these injuries that they have. Tyrod Taylor, like just get new medical. Yeah. They might have done it last year. I mean, we don't keep track of medical guys, but no, but yeah, but I do they, keep they track have of the injury issues. They have tons of injuries to key players and they finally got Derwin James healthy for a year and he played awesome because he's yeah. had injury issues, but it's a team with injury problems and it has all these huge contracts to guys that they just need to stay healthy to have. I, they made the playoffs with all these guys being injured. That's how good some of these players on this team are, but it's also it's extremely thin roster is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, got got a lot of needs here, but that's everything. That is everything. That's all the team needs going into free agency. A lot of these are going to obviously change uh, as we go, and uh, you know the next week or so will be uh, reactions to uh, this and how it changes for um, you know all these teams. And I think pretty soon here 
we should get all uh, compensatory picks listed and get a full list of what pick and what number. Obviously, everything's still screwed up because it's cheating Miami Dolphins, but we're just going to count that as a pick and roll uh, after that. So, um, you know, we're going to get a lot of information and these team needs are going to start paring down. You're going to get a lot of them filled out through free agency and all that good stuff. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, going into the draft, what the team needs are, who fills them all in and who still has needs after the draft. Cause every team's going to still have needs after the draft. You don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a magical uh, it, it's a hole that is never really filled. Uh, it's a band-aid, needs. right? It's a band-aid. Yeah. Yeah, you really can't trust band-aid. any of these guys to truly replace what you're going to have for all the needs. But yeah, <laughs> right. Now sometimes that we it's putting a band-aid on a scratch and sometimes it's putting a band-aid on the BP oil spill. You know, so that, that, that's uh, what it is. In, in We're looking NFL at you, draft. Tennessee. Yeah, looking at you, Titans. Get it together, <laughs> Grouch. Yeah. The, my, I mean, Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, if he can get this team to 500. Yes, yes. So. Uh, we'll see, but that will wrap it up for us at C O P I E P S on the Twitter machine. CK, what is coming up for you? Uh, my daily five podcast was, is experiencing some technical difficulties. It'll be back next week and there might be something else in the future. I won't spoil that yet. Oh, a little tease from CK. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL army in this league.com. We'll take you there as well. we got group me rooms, got a lot of baseball activity going on right now because baseball is about to take off. This podcast with CK on ITL and um, catch me over at Fantasy Pros doing the Dynasty Pod with Pat Fitzmorris, CFP Winning Edge coming back next week, it looks like as well. So lots going on for me. Just check me out at Bogman Sports and you can see all the stuff I do. But that will wrap it up for us. We will see you guys next week. Take it easy. Happy hunting and free agency. Threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.